Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I appreciate you listening, and if you get something from this episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or two to help me reach more people. Today, I'm revealing a chapter of my life that changed everything, an unexpected moment that turned my world upside down, but that ultimately became one of the greatest gifts I could ever receive. Do you care what other people think? Do you find yourself constantly shaping your actions and choices on external factors, on other people's feelings and opinions, on what they want or need? If so, you're not alone. In this episode, we'll dive deep into my personal journey of how getting fired from my job made me take a good, hard look at how much I was unknowingly seeking external validation. And I'll share how this seemingly devastating event turned out to be one of the greatest gifts I could have ever been given. If you care what other people think, stay tuned for insights from my personal journey of going from pleasing others to truly serving others, what the difference is, and how to break free from your own people-pleasing behaviors. If you seek out opinions from others, feel better when someone praises you, and constantly second-guess your worthiness based on what other people think of you, then this episode is maybe the one you didn't know you needed. Let's dive in. In this episode, I'm sharing a personal story that I haven't gone into in any detail here before. I haven't shared it partially because I had some shame around what happened and who I realized I had become in the process. I want to tell the story now, though, not so that you know the details of what happened, but so you know how devastating people-pleasing can be to your self-worth. As people-pleasers, we set ourselves up for people having expectations of us. We've done everything for them for so long, many times out of obligation, because we say, well, I'm the mom, or I'm the wife, or I'm the employee. I have to do these things for them. And they get used to us taking on responsibilities that sometimes aren't ours to take on, but we do it because we think it's the right thing to do, that we have to do it. We feel if we didn't do it, we would be judged or seen as a bad mom, bad wife, bad employee. And so we give and give and give. As people pleasers, usually we don't even realize that we don't have to operate this way and we don't see what it's doing to our self-worth and value. We justify it in our minds by telling ourselves, I'm just a giving person, it's who I am. Side note here, saying I am points to our identity. Any words that follow I am, you are claiming as your own, as your identity. I am is you saying what you believe you are, and that's what you'll continue to be. 
When we overgive and prioritize everyone else before ourselves, a few things happen that create disappointment, resentment, and diminished value in ourselves. When we constantly put others first and give more than we receive, it often leads to disappointment. We might find that our generosity isn't returned, creating a sense of letdown and being taken advantage of. Over time, this unmet expectation can turn into resentment. In addition, you might be resentful because you see your life passing before your eyes, and it feels like you don't have the time to go after what you want. Consistently prioritizing others sends a message to ourselves that our needs are less important, slowly diminishing our sense of worth. As people pleasers, we give, give, give because it makes us feel good. It gives us that hit of dopamine. And when we aren't doing for others, we feel like something's off or wrong or like we're wrong or bad. And you become reliant on creating a sense of value in yourself through giving to others. Three years ago, on December 3rd, 2020, I was suddenly let go from my corporate job of seven years. Stay tuned for a short break from our sponsor. Oh, wait, that's me. Do you feel like you've lived your whole life for others and now you don't know the real you? Does it seem like your wants and needs don't matter, like you're not important? If you're saying yes, I hear you, I see you, and I've created something just for you. It's called Me First, and it's a community where you'll learn to prioritize your needs and desires, gain confidence and a strong sense of who you are. Say no without guilt and create a life that feels good in your heart without concern about judgment from others. As a member of the Me First community, you'll be among like-minded women all on a journey of self-discovery, and you'll find understanding, friendship, and unwavering support. You'll have guidance through expert-led discussions, guest speakers, and personal coaching. Plus, you'll build a toolkit of resources to help you conquer people-pleasing, critical self-talk, shame, resentment, and more so that you have the freedom to prioritize yourself and live life by your parameters. Join the Me First community as a founding member for exclusive pricing. The program starts soon. Check the episode description for the link. It's time to prioritize you and truly believe that you are important too. Now back to the episode. Welcome back. As I was saying, three years ago, I was suddenly let go from my corporate job of seven years. I was the employee who had been at the company the longest, and I told myself and the owners that I would retire from there, even though a big part of me wanted to create my own thing. They sang my praises, and we were all like family. I put in a lot of hours, always willing to go above and beyond and take on extra responsibilities, giving, giving, giving. I felt valued because of all I did for them and through the words and praise I got back from them almost daily. The day I was fired, it was like the rug was pulled out from under me. I suddenly felt like I'd lost my value, like they had taken my value away from me. It was completely wiped out, just like that. I had no clue it was coming, and it felt like that feeling you get when you were a kid and fell backwards off the swing and got the air knocked out of you. 
It happened that fast. Having a termination letter handed to me felt just like that. The only explanation was that they had lost confidence in me to do my job. They went from putting me on a pedestal to rejecting me, and it felt like overnight. In the days that followed, I did a lot of soul-searching, questioning and ruminating. My mind was playing tricks on me, bringing to the surface mistakes I'd made while working there, shining a light on the fact that because I was now no longer there, all these mistakes would be discovered and the owners would be proven right that they had made the best decision. Every mistake I had made came rushing back to me, and I felt like, if only I could have been more perfect. Because I wasn't perfect, I was fired. My mind wanted me to believe that because I wasn't perfect, I was rejected. I heard that message in my mind loud and clear. As a people pleaser, one thing I was desperately trying to avoid was being rejected. That's what was driving my people pleasing. Because here's the thing, even with all the work I'd done on myself after ending a toxic marriage two years prior, I still cared what other people thought of me. I realized as a people pleaser, I was relying on my value coming from outside of me, from what other people said and thought about me. If they didn't value me, then I didn't value me. All my doing and giving was a way to cover up the fact that I wasn't perfect. If I could spin enough plates, people would be impressed by me and overlook my shortcomings, the flaws that I felt weren't acceptable, the ones that would have me be not accepted. But it was all smoke and mirrors. I obviously had work to do on figuring out where my value and worth came from. If someone would have asked me, though, I would have said, of course I value myself, but they were just words. The truth was, up until that point, I was still relying on external sources to determine my value. No amount of people-pleasing and doing for others would have kept me from getting fired. Because, you see, it wasn't about me making a mistake or not being perfect enough. It wasn't about how much I pleased or did for others. The fact was that it was time. It was time for me to go through this profound shift in my life. It was time for me to realize how the patterns of seeking external validation and prioritizing everyone else's needs above my own were deeply, deeply impacting my life. Getting fired served as a wake-up call, a forceful nudge from the universe signaling that it was time for me to redirect my energy inward and figure out what I needed to do to start valuing myself and stop caring what other people thought. It marked the beginning of a chapter toward truly recognizing my worth from within, and not only recognizing it, not just putting words to it, but actually living it. So how do we start valuing ourselves without waiting until we get fired from a job? For today, I have three suggestions based on my experience. The first is to stop caring what other people think of you. I know this can feel extremely difficult, but when you realize the huge impacts from relying on their external validation, it can make this step a little bit easier to take. Impacts like the self-censorship you do, 
not expressing your true thoughts, feelings, or personality. The anxiety and stress you add to your life because of the fear of judgment and the exhaustion of approval-seeking. The insincere connections with others that leave you feeling frustrated and taken advantage of. The analysis paralysis you're in because you're trying to align your choices with others' expectations of you. And always feeling not good enough, like you don't matter, especially when you don't get their approval. When you consider these impacts, it makes it easier to stop caring what others think of you and start caring what you think of you. The second thing is to take time to self-reflect. Figure out what you like. What are your values? What lights you up? What do you want your life to look like? This doesn't happen overnight. I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting for the last three years, and I know now it probably will continue for the rest of my life. Because I'm about growth and living the life I was meant to live, and that's a process of discovery. It's not written in a guidebook somewhere. The third thing is to examine the beliefs you have about yourself. Changing your behaviors won't last long term. I know, I've tried. This is because your behaviors are driven by the things you think about yourself, the stories you tell yourself about who you think you are. Until you change your limiting beliefs, you'll revert back to the familiar behaviors. Being fired was one of the biggest gifts in my life because in that job, I wasn't valuing what I wanted in my life. I stayed out of obligation and the fear of the unknown, the fear of living my dream. What if I couldn't do it? What about health insurance? Am I too old to start over? All those things we tell ourselves to justify staying in our comfort zone. My dream was to serve others, but not in that overgiving, pleasing way, in the way I'm serving others now, through guiding them to overcome codependency, people-pleasing, and self-sabotage, and all the effects those behaviors bring. Is there a dream you're waiting to live? Stop waiting. It's time. Connection is one of my highest values, and I'd love to connect with you. Send me an email or connect with me on social media. The links are in the episode description. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. And if you'd like to start validating yourself, join the Me First community and or schedule time on my calendar to chat. The call is free and I can guide you to some things that will help. Make sure you're following the show because in the next episode, I'll be talking about why most New Year's resolutions fail by mid-January. It's not my opinion, it's science. I'll be doing one of my favorite things and that's geeking out on the power of the subconscious mind. Talk to you then. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.